Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt. You're listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and then we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations, and we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain insight, wisdom, maybe even the courage you need to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. And on today's program, we're talking about the idea that the Catholic Church is irrelevant or out of touch Um, And I said it's an idea, but I didn't say it was a good idea. So we're going to talk about how we disagree with this idea. And here with us today to talk about this are Ray, who is a student at St. Charles and a parishioner at St. Catherine, and Evan, who's a student at Bishop Hartley and a parishioner at St. Catherine. So welcome back, Evan and Ray. You both have been here before, so we're glad to see you again. Um, So let's talk about the church being Irrelevant. I'm using air quotes, by the way. That's a thing on the radio. Because at the most recent World Youth Day in Brazil, there were three and a half million young people who made the trip to participate. So I don't know. There seems to be a discrepancy. (laughs) If the church is irrelevant, why did all those people... And you know what? It's not easy to get to World Youth Day. It's not easy to be there. It's crazy busy lodging is a an issue you know and, and it's expensive <laughs> Tickets, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an expense right so this is something that people felt was worth doing um so i guess first of all what do what do people mean when they say the church is irrelevant have you heard this before okay mm-hmm. what do you think people are saying when they're saying that the thing I hear a lot is the church needs to get with the times and the church needs to change its teaching, whether it's on abortion or gay marriage or divorce or whatever social issue we have. The church isn't a democracy. The church is ruled by one person, God, and is representative of the Pope. We can't just say, oh, we like blank sin too much, so we're going to make it fine. We, right. We, yes. Like, it's great just, like, creator of all things. Yes. We don't like your ideas. Yes. Right. It's just, <laughs> it's just not, it's not a thing. And, just you people think and just because we're blessed with the democracy here in the United States, it works kind of. <laughs> Are um, you going to use air yeah, quotes air on quotes. that? Okay. Um, but I, just because I we're used to that, that just, just because the United States is just Rome is not a democracy. Right. Right. Anything to add to that, Evan, what people mean when they, when they say that the church is irrelevant. I think it has a lot to do with uh, what Ray was saying. And I think it's, I think it's more of people think it's they just don't find the value in being a Catholic because, frankly, it's pretty hard because you have to give up a lot of worldly things that most most people are used to, and so speaking of that, like how the Church of England got started was Henry VIII wanted a divorce. You can't get a divorce, so he started start a new church. Start a new church. It's and, it's and by like the way, that. I'm going to be the head of the new church. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, people just think it's too hard, so they just move on. One of my favorite retreat T-shirts that we've ever had is it says "Man up and be Catholic." <laughs> if it were easy, everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, what about for you? Is the church relevant to you? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah? I think so. Okay, so how so? In what way? And here's what I mean by that. In what way does the church understand you or meet your needs or feed you spiritually or put your best interests first in your experience? I think it, it, thinks, it makes a lot of things sort of concrete, not black and white per se, but it sort of it straightens a lot of things out. And when you're when you're growing up and you're not too sure of a lot of hard decisions that you have to make, like should you be dating, for example, for right now, the church kind of provides a lot of different ba- sort of boundaries and guidelines to help you not get hurt or hurt other people. And so I kind of like that aspect of it a lot. And you don't have to figure it all out yeah, all by yourself. You don't have to figure it out all by yourself. Yeah. And so I think the church is really relevant there. But for you, Ray, how is the church relevant? I think it hasn't been for a lot since maybe a couple of years ago. And then I kind of came in to altar serving and to CYSC. And what's really helped is um, finding seminarians, finding young, like just like older people who are role models for me and not even seminarians, but just people. Our parish youth ministry kind of got kickstarted by a new pastor. So it's doing much better now. So there are lots of older kids who are really into their faith, who are good role models. And it's, it is relevant. People think that the church is just a bunch of old white men in Rome sitting around saying, hey, let's not let people do this one. It's really not. It's much more than that. So why do so many people feel like the church is irrelevant? Like, what's the disconnect? I think, pro- I think probably it's just due to them not people people see the first thing that people remember the first things that they see when they're on television or something like that and i don't think the church is as aggressive or assertive as a lot of other people are so people just don't remember it because there's nothing really bad per se or scandalous going on in the church so people don't think about it and so when you bring it up they just assume that it's irrelevant or if there is something scandalous yeah. going on, people grab onto it and let and, that define yeah. the church. Yeah. Do you think, uh, Ray, you sort of alluded to this before, but do you think people feel like the church is irrelevant because they want it to be irrelevant? No, actually, Evan, you were talking about this, how it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to be Catholic. I don't know. Is that Do people use it as an excuse? I think they do a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I think... I think that's one of that's one of the things that kind of it's one of the big things that pulls a lot of people away because they're doing a lot of people are doing mostly everything they can to find some gap in the church and because everyone the doctrine on it is that it's the church is infallible in certain things but and so people want to try to r- sort of rebuke that and kind of tear that apart and so i think a lot of people are just going after it in that way okay let's listen to a clip this is matthew kelly he has a lot about to say a lot to say about the church being relevant so let's listen what he has to say because the truth is it has been a tough time to be catholic in america the past decade or so yeah a lot of scandal a lot of cover-up a lot of lawsuits tragedy the way that priesthood has been tarnished But in the midst of all of that, I think we've overlooked a couple of tragedies. And one of those is that as Catholics, we have forgotten our story. And worse than that, 
We are allowing the anti-Catholic American media to tell our story for us. And they've got people convinced that Catholicism is about a handful of priests who don't know what it means to be a priest, and that is not Catholicism. There are 1.2 billion Catholics on the planet. There are 71 million Catholics in America. And in our culture, we throw big numbers around all the time. But let's put it in perspective. How many people does it take to elect an American president? 51 million. 51 million votes this November, you can be president of the United States. How many Catholics in America? 71 million Catholics in America. We're not some little fringe group, but we're being treated like some little fringe group. There's 71 million Catholics in America. There are 1.2 billion Catholics on the planet. And every single day, the Catholic Church feeds more people, houses more people, clothes more people, visits more imprisoned people, takes care of more sick people, and educates more people than any other institution on the planet Earth could ever hope to. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Yeah, that's good. Let me ask you a couple of questions. You know, when Jesus was alive, when Jesus was alive, where were the sick people? You know, they're in hospitals, right? Yeah, we read in the scriptures, Jesus came to the village and he said to the people, please take me to the nearest hospital because I want to cure some sick people. <laughs> no, there's never any such thing as a hospital. Everything that's good about modern health care emerged through the church, emerged through the religious orders. Let me ask you another question. Raise your hand if your parents are kings, queens, dukes, earls, duchesses, knights. Wouldn't be a single educated person here tonight if it wasn't for the church's introduction of education for the masses. It wasn't some modern government that introduced education for the masses. It was the Catholic Church that introduced education for the masses. We've forgotten our story. For 2,000 years, wherever you find Catholics, you find a group of people making phenomenal contributions to their local community, to their national community, and to the international community. Is our past without blemish? Absolutely not. Absolutely, there are some horrific moments in Catholic history. And we have to own up to that. We have to be honest about that. But they're no perfect churches. You find yourself a perfect parish, you go ahead and join it. Won't be perfect anymore. So again, that was Matthew Kelly giving his reflections and statistics on the Catholic Church. And uh, you are listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Evan and Ray. We're talking about the Catholic Church is it relevant? Um, obviously, we believe it is. <laughs> and Matthew Kelly believes it is. I love this clip. I love the numbers. First of all, 71 million U.S. Catholics, 1.2 billion Catholics in the world. And he says, we're not some little fringe group. Have you ever, do you ever feel as a Catholic like you are on the fringe? Not necessarily. No? No, because... For for me and for most of the people in my neighborhood, St. Catherine's is sort of the heart of our community, and it's where a lot of different events go on that aren't necessarily church-related. Like this past weekend, we just had the Fun Fest, and everyone from Bexley, for, from the Jewish faith, I see I see so many people from different backgrounds are there, and they're, so they're being exposed to the church, and we're providing a lot of people with a lot of entertainment and food and things like that. So this is very cool. St. Catherine's has positioned itself as kind of a community parish, Mm -hmm. not just specifically, you know, you can't, they do a lot of things to outreach for outreach Mm -hmm. in the community. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you, so you are able to feel unified as a community rather Mm -hmm. than segregated as a Catholic. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. 
That's great. <laughs> we need more of that. Um, what about you, Ray? Do you ever feel like you're on the fringe as a Catholic? I think that we're, I don't think that I'm on the fringe, but I feel like we, we don't speak up enough. There are so many, like, there's 71 million of us in the United States, and yet we're standing down in the United States, we're letting the Supreme Court take power and decide on whether marriage should be redefined and whether we should allow children, innocent children to be killed in the womb. And it makes it just, I don't understand how, why are we, why are we silent? I why mean, are you know, we I, silent? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, are on we EWTN, silent? I don't need to be TN. You hear plenty about it, but do you, I, I just don't know. I mean, are we silent because we feel like we're on the fringe? May, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think a lot of people are used to feeling like they're on the fringe because you see so many things about, how there are so many, there's, the Catholic Church is so bad, so people automatically will think bad things about it. But people don't realize that there is an immense amount of Catholics out there who will readily defend you, but you just have to be able to take the first step. I like what Matthew Kelly said about how we're letting the liberal media tell our story. Mm-hmm. We're not telling our own story. I also like what he says is if you find a perfect church, join it, and it won't be perfect anymore. <clears throat> I think this is such a great point. There is no perfect church. Um, But when people leave their church or form a new church, do you think they're, are they searching for a perfect church? Is that what we're doing? I think they're searching for, definitely searching for a perfect church for them specifically. They're not, they're not trying to do anything for other people or something for the benefit of the community, because I've seen a lot of people especially in other denominations that just go to a different church because they like the teachings because it it makes them feel good at one specific church and they're not trying to challenge themselves as much, I don't think. Um, How about do we let ourselves be on the fringe as Catholics just because we are kind of apathetic because we don't care (laughs) about the issues or... Honestly, I don't know because, I mean, that's a very hard question to answer. I I think it's, I think the numbers definitely speak it though, because we've allowed so many different social issues that we definitely do not agree with to come into our lives, especially especially recently. And so we're just kind of standing there and not doing it. And I'm not speaking for some a lot of the great catholics like some of the people who started such as um like the ohio ohio right to life and the people who do the um march for life and things like that and other organizations that help out but there are there's a general consensus i think that people just don't care enough and so i think that they should probably like we should be able to change that and also, oh, oh go sorry. Ahead. I, and, and also, I think it's funny. I think I'm not sure. So please don't. I, I, I'm kind of quoting myself, but I'm pretty sure that like most like we I'm pretty sure that a lot of prominent Democratic members of Congress. I'm not mean to get into politics here, but like a lot of people. just I don't know. It's Catholics. I don't think they live out our faith in the public square. You could say that about Republican politicians I mean, as well. Yeah, that's true. But, but 
still, I mean, a lot of them are still more vocal about social issues like mm-hmm. gay marriage and abortion, whereas... I, I don't know. I mean, just I'm pretty sure like Nancy Pelosi is a Catholic and I think Joe Biden is a Catholic and they're letting the rest of their party just trample them. You and know, they're you two could, very prominent party members yeah. who are, aren't living their faith. You could say the same about just people in general, yes. like the things yes. we care about. You know, I've heard Father Ricardo reflect on how much we care about sports mm-hmm. oh, while yeah. innocent children die in the womb, you know, day after day after day after day. Mm-hmm. But what we really care about is sports. So, yeah, in politics, it's a it's a huge issue. It's a it's a it's something that's hard to get our heads around. But even just in day to day life, like, why mm-hmm. are we passionate about silly thing? I don't mean to be offensive. Sports, I know, are very important to people. I don't mean to call all sports silly. But in comparison to death, you know, and murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're kind of silly. So uh, but yeah, so I I see your point, And I think mm-hmm. you can make that point about Almost anything. Yeah, and you Almost. made a good point in saying that it's not one group specifically, but we're just generally apathetic yeah. and just... Or passionate about the wrong mm-hmm. things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can see Catholics in the Middle East or in Africa who are much more passionate than us, but mm-hmm. then we we have the resources and they have the passion. So how do we unite those yeah. two the, and make, like, do something with that? I want to go back to what Matthew Kelly, he, he pointed out some criticism that uh, he pointed out that some criticisms of the church are justified. And there are people who have really been hurt by the church. And that's inexcusable. I don't I don't want to. I've never heard any Catholic try to justify like the abuse scandal. You know, um, I've never heard anyone even hint at justifying that. But the the good news is that um, the church, as a result of those scandals, is doing more than any other t- institution now to protect children and weed out potential abuse. I mean, we're, it's a process. It's a process, but we're, we're working toward that. You know, we're working toward weeding that out. So I don't want to undermine that, but um, I just want to move on to other issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've often found that when we complain about the church, we're just making excuses for our own complacency and laziness and distractedness and busyness. Um, but sometimes, and this is what we were talking about before, sometimes we're even making excuses for our sinfulness. So we're criticizing the church because we're making excuses for where we are in our own lives. Um, so I guess I bring that up because I, I want to issue a challenge to our listeners, right? I want to challenge our listeners to think about a complaint that you might have about the Catholic Church. I mean, because I think everyone has had one or more at some point. So the first question, if we if we have a complaint about the church, I think the first question we need to ask ourselves is, do I know, do I really know what the church's teaching is? Secondly, do I know why this is the church's teaching? Have I really informed myself on this teaching? Um, do I understand the scriptural basis? You know, and if not, I've got some work to do. And then the next question to ask is, why do I have this issue? Is there something in my personal life or in my past that's putting up a barrier for me on this particular issue? And then the final question we have to ask when we have issues with our church is, have I prayed about this? Have I prayerfully informed my conscience so I can say with certainty that I've taken every possible opportunity to discern this issue? And I'm going to guess that nine times out of 10, the answer is going to be no, I haven't gone through that whole process. Um, so 
I don't, I, know, I don't know, Evan and Ray, have you ever faced an issue that was an in, initially a struggle for you to embrace? But through that process, through that process of questioning or prayer or research, you were ed- able to kind of understand or accept the church's teaching like, oh, OK, I get this. Now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I have I've been exposed to a lot of different po- points about certain specific social issues and a lot. And I didn't really know which one was correct, but I think it was around in middle school, there was someone came up with something about gay marriage and I wasn't well versed on the Catholic teaching because I don't think I was studying the faith as much as I should have back then. But someone was asking me, well, why, why if they love each other, then why isn't it, why isn't it not okay? And I didn't really have an answer for that right, right then. So I was, I just responded with, oh, yeah, I I don't know. So I and I just kind of went along with their mindset. And so after a lot of research, because I think studying the faith is so important because you can respond to things like that. And after a lot of research, I sort of got why the church was teaching the way it, it was about gay marriage and things of that sort. And so I think it's just it's just looking at the catechism or the Vatican website even to find the answers is so important in figuring stuff like that out. And it's a way more complex answer oh, yeah. than, yeah. And that's the problem with that issue is it's, it's not a conversation I can have with you in the 30 seconds that you're willing to give yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to sit down and yeah, talk it's gotta about be it. an intellectual exchange mm-hmm. of ideas and discussion and conversation. Yeah. How about you, Ray? Has there been an issue that you initially thought, I don't think I agree with this. And then after study and research and prayer. Um, I, I can just really agree with Evan that um, I, I can't think of anything specifically right now, but I, I can just agree with Evan that if those issues do come up, you need to study them. And if someone else brings them up and you need to be well-versed and ready to ready to take them on yeah. and ready to show them the truth of the church. Let me ask you guys um, for some advice. So for parents who are listening to this show, whose kids are saying, you know, the church is not relevant. Mass is boring. You know, this isn't what's important to me, whatever that, whatever the complaint may be. What advice do you have for parents to help kids understand? Like how do kids get to where you are in regard to your love for the church? I'm a, I'm a huge history buff. And I think we both are really, but I think, if you look at the history of the world, just like Matthew Kelly was saying, you need to, for parents, they could show their kids how thing, how different things developed that they love today, such as, you know, astronomy even. Like, the moon was named after a ton of, er, the moon craters were named after a ton of Jesuit priests who discovered them even. And so many different Catholics have had contributions to different things. And so... I think if you look at that and also you get a catechism for your house because that allows you to study the faith and have ready answers, you can you can kind of know your faith better so you won't think it's as irrelevant as it actually that it that you won't think it's oh wait, oh my gosh. <laughs> you won't think it's as irrelevant. Yeah. 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 And speaking of the catechism, if you don't have a U cat in oh, your home, are, do you guys so have the U cat? We have a classroom set. We we both went to the same school before we moved on to our high schools, and we we had a classroom set. Those were very useful. It's oh, yeah. it's awesome. It's the youth. It's the catechism of the Catholic Church in like a question and answer format. It's geared toward young people, and it's phenomenal. It's a lot more simplified because yes. I was looking 
at a catechism yesterday, and it was about two or three inches thick. And if you are yeah. a middle schooler, you don't want to have to go home and read that if you want to find an answer. It's right. really quick. But the cool thing is you can you can look it up in the UCAT, and then if you need to go deeper, oh, yeah. you want more, then you, you know, then you go to the... Mm-hmm. I'm not saying abandon the catechism and go to the... I'm just saying for a quick reference and for a youth um, yeah. mindset, it's a fabulous resource. Yeah, it's kind of like the Wikipedia of catechism, because it's a good <laughs> Except reference. Except it's more legitimate. It's more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. It's a good reference, but if you want to find more, you go to the, the yes. source that mm-hmm. you yep. got it from. Exactly. Uh, what about you, Ray? Any advice for parents whose kids are struggling with their faith being relevant? Just take advantage of your parish's youth ministry. And um, that's honestly just being able to have talks and being with people in faith and like kids their age will say, hey, do you want to come with adoration to me? Hey, if you're not doing anything this summer, do you want to start coming to daily mass with me? I can give you a ride. Things like that where they'll they'll be surrounded by it. Um there's a saying, surround yourself with who you want yourself to be while you can replace that yourself with your child, surround your child with who you want your child to be. Yeah. If you want them to be a good Catholic, then just find them good Catholic friends who will lead them in the right directions. Yeah, youth, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, youth group kind of, it gives you a good picture of how many people really love Jesus and love the church because you can see there, it's harder at mass to find the people who really are loving the church, but in youth group, it's just, there's so many people there that you didn't know were passionate about their faith. And so it's really cool. And it's even hard at school, even in a Catholic school, because I mean, school is just a different setting, but yeah, Yeah. we hear that all the time, plug into a good youth program and, and all of the kids who are on this show come from a solid youth program. So we can never stress that enough. Um, But I want to thank Evan and Ray for being here with us today. Thank you for your insights and your wisdom. It's great to hear from you. Let's close in a quick prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you for your church. We thank you for its relevance to our life. We thank you that it is central to our lives. Thank you that it is the, the source by which we grow closer to you. Help us to take full advantage of that, Lord. Guide and protect our kids. Help them to also realize, appreciate, love uh, your church. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni, so-